0: Three, two, one, and we're back. Julie, welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, our daily podcast. And listeners, thank you for continuing to make this number one listen to daily podcasts for real estate professionals in at least the United States. But damn, I'm tempted to say the world. The world. <laughs> but we can't.
1: Certainly almost. We'll see.
0: Yeah. I, can't, I doubt if there's anybody um, you know crazy enough to do a daily no. podcast for real estate agents anywhere else on planet Earth.
1: That's probably fairly certain. <laughs> just us. Yes,
0: absolutely. <laughs> so it's easy for yeah. us to make that claim then. That's
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That's right. Uh, I was going to say masochistic, but maybe yeah. not. All right. So we are talking about um, the housing crash coming soon. And is there a housing crash coming soon? And if you've listened to the previous four shows on this topic, you'll know our opinion. But we're giving you all the information that Julie and I used to uh, uh, to uh, use the same information we used to come to our conclusion. We're giving you that same information. We're challenging you to do your own homework and do your own research. Because at the end of the day that's really what's gonna matter. It's one thing to listen to Julie and I uh, say why we think the way we think, and maybe you're just in lockstep with that, but it's another thing for you to actually think about why we think what we think, and maybe you see flaws in our thinking. You guys get the point here? Learn to be somebody who doesn't just consume information, but someone who is introspective about the information they're consuming, and then it not only makes you smarter, it not only makes you a more interesting person, but it also makes you uh, more of a professional, and so you can have uh, more literate conversations with uh, your perspective, you know, everyone really, right? Your family, your friends, your prospective clients, because this is going to be, and continue to be, the, a topic de jour, especially as inflation Inflation becomes uh, the main topic on everyone's minds, and you know we noticed inflation. We talked about Julie and I actually talked about inflation. We did a podcast with a an economist. I don't know if you remember this guy. I don't remember him either. His name, but it was he was a Canadian guy, mm-hmm. and we and this was clear back probably in two thousand and nine, two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he was telling about how to look for inflation and, and inflation's is an inevitable byproduct of all the types of things that the, the government does with the creation of currency and over, you know, printing mm-hmm. fiat currency and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, it's fascinating. And I never forgot some of the lessons that he uh, said. But the interesting thing that happened was the, uh, the government was still able to more or less stave off inflation in a meaningful way. Uh, But this time it's not happening. This time you're already seeing inflation actually kick in. And now you're just seeing it's making headline news on CNN. It's being uh, talked about amongst people who would normally even know what the word inflation meant. And to validate what I'm saying, one of the most common search for terms right now is anything to do with people researching uh, inflation to understand really what it is. And why are people doing that? Not because of other people are talking about it, but because they're actually seeing it. They're seeing gas prices. They're seeing the cost of food. They're seeing the cost of eggs. Julie and I found a whole bunch of anecdotal information when we were preparing today's show. Everything. I mean, there was the cost of an egg. I forget how much has gone up per egg, but it was like 41 cents or something.
1: Yeah, now we reported uh, yesterday, the day before, about the prices going up with lumber and appliances and steel and drywall. So, of course, that's all housing related, but it's not just... In housing, you mentioned eggs. Certainly, I know for sure I'm spending more on groceries than I ever have before. Um, Just, you know, looking anywhere. Shampoo has gone up.
0: Well, I, I was. This was kind of a joke, I think, but one of our friends who has their massive uh, poodle, this monstrous thing, yeah. um, you know, groomed and they have it done once a week. The groomer basically doubled the price, right? And I got to thinking, well, what exactly in that groomer's life had basically gone up to the point where they could justify rate doubling the price? But they did, and, and this person still paid it. I'm sure all their other, uh, you know, this groomer's clients paid it as well. So anyway, that's inflation for you. But we're going to talk more specifically about how it pertains to the real estate markets and what you guys can expect and what you'll experience. And again, our goal here is to educate you so that you can then educate your clients and you can stay ahead of the curve. When other agents you're competing with, and the word is competing because you do compete, when the other agents you're competing with don't know what inflation is and you're able to have, again, a very fluid conversation with a prospect. Don't you see how that's going to give you an advantage? It absolutely is. That's
1: right. So one of the main points that we wanted to make during this podcast series, and this is point uh, part five, and I think that we'll wrap it up with uh, today's podcast, is that there's not one factor that is affecting whether there will be a housing crash, adjustment, or boom. There are many factors. So we started talking about mortgages. We talked about uh, new construction. We talked about migration. All of these things work hand in hand. There is no one specific factor a lot of people want to make it all about prices going up and prices can't go up forever well what's making prices go up these are the things we want you to study and know about so you can speak intelligently
0: and when she says migration she's not talking about immigrants coming to the united states of course that's a thing but really what she's talking about is the biggest sort of mass migration of people from the cities into the countrysides i only say it like that because during the industrial revolution those of you who remember studying this in school It was just the opposite, right? People left the farms and they went to the cities in order to have jobs. And that was a big shift. And everyone said, it'll never go back. People always say in the cities. And then the suburbs started getting built in the 50s. And people said, you know, a backyard's not a bad thing. And now technology is making it so people can even push further out from the city centers. And guess what? The very second that they can, they do. (laughs) So that tells you about what's in the true hearts of folks when they're deciding their lifestyles. They actually only maybe chose to live in cities for the sake of employment and You know financial security. As soon as they're given the option of working remotely, because of uh, changing expectations and because of technology, they do. And that trend's obviously a macro trend, so that's going to continue for at least at least a generation or two. A generation representing ten years.
1: Yes, and as it turns out, people actually liked working from home by and large, based on our (laughs) reports from yesterday. That. Um, I forget what was it. It was between 50 and somewhere, maybe 60 some percent said that they intend to try to keep working remotely from home. Well, we are. Even if they don't have to going forward.
0: We are. We, you and I are. Julie and I are going to be doing a U.S. tour of sorts and starting in July, right? Yes. And we're going to be going around for July and August. We're going to be driving around. We don't know how much of the United States. Um, and we're going to be visiting a lot of our coaching clients, a lot of the folks in our EXP groups. We're gonna be documenting through a you know vlog, right? And we're gonna be doing our podcast on the road. We're gonna be talking about the real estate markets we're going to. We're gonna be posting lots of Instagram pictures. So we're gonna be doing all that. We're gonna explore what's really going on in the world of all your micro markets. We're gonna go there, we're gonna see what's going on. We're gonna you know take pictures, we're gonna then report from the road. So that's something we're really really looking forward to and that's starting in January. July. I? Did good. I say January?
1: You did. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So people like to throw around inflation and appreciation as if it's the same thing. And it actually is not. So I wanted to start with definitions. This is important to all of you guys who are real estate professionals because there is a difference. So might want to take notes at this point. Warning. Definitions. What is inflation? Inflation is a general increase in prices and fall in the purchasing value of money. I'm giving you the simple version that I'm going to elaborate.
0: Listeners, make sure you listen to what Julie's saying. I had her explain this to me. I knew what the difference was, but I wanted to make sure she could explain it in such a non-wonkish way that even yeah. the person who's never heard of these words before would understand. And she has actually woven together something brilliant. So make sure you're paying attention because this is the conversation. This very topic is going to be the thing that will separate the wheat from the chaff in the upcoming months as homeowners start asking you about this and very question. And mean, they will. At the
1: search results, right? Exactly. Yeah. So what is inflation? It's a general increase in prices and fall in the purchasing value of money. What is appreciation? Increase in monetary value. Now that all sounds like kind of the same definition to me. So I took it a little bit further here. Appreciation is when quote intrinsic value of something like a house increases. This is not the same as price or cost. We're talking about actual value as in something grows more valuable. So you might write in your notes, appreciation equals something becomes more valuable. So what are some examples of that? How does something actually gain value or appreciate? So instead of using uh, appreciation and inflation interchangeably, start using appreciation and value interchangeably to help you remember. So how do you something actually gain value or appreciate? Well, increased demand, not enough supply, Additional value is discovered on your property. Could be oil, for example, developed road frontage, adding utilities where there weren't any before. Maybe you replaced your windows and they're not falling out anymore, okay? Uh, Maybe Amazon, Google, or Tesla, or any number of other companies decides to relocate 3,000 employees right to your town and there aren't enough homes to go around. That would be supply and demand, okay? So that creates more value. Appreciation reflects a change In the actual property itself, this is another thing that's really different. Appreciation reflects the change in the actual property itself. Now, let's draw a line in your notes. Inflation can look just like appreciation, but it is not actually appreciation. Should we... Let them digest. That's a lot of. Words. Well,
0: I mean, that's what that's the reason that you and I, uh, you know, we don't conflate, but we use those words in, uh, simultaneously, right? We'll say inflation and appreciation, and we say that because in the real estate industry, and you guys should notice this because it is kind of funny. They never say the word inflation. It's very rare that people in the industry, especially like on Julian I's level, will say inflation, call it out for what it is. It's because it's so funny to me, the industry doesn't like that word. They want to call yeah. housing, they want to say housing is appreciating.
1: It sounds more warm and
0: fuzzy. I, it's I ridiculous. I mean, honestly, it's, less it's, accurate. it's it's intellectually dishonest too. Yeah. Yeah. But the reality of it is, is that inflation and appreciation really are completely different. So, you know, don't don't assume that they ha- they have the same in the short run they have the same they feel the same right
1: they have the same look and feel which right. is prices are higher
0: exactly but in the last year well look it's not even last year really for the last 2 years there's been noticeable inflation and i think the industry could have gotten away with calling it appreciation because everything else wasn't wasn't uh, increasing in cost as quickly as housing was you could be in Columbus, ohio and you could have your house go up by you know 20% in a year and yet all your other costs did not increase your you know living costs and whatnot did also didn't also increase. So you were experiencing the benefit of having an asset. I mean, you know, you guys get what I'm saying here that was worth more, and it was worth more, in real, the, the financial benefit of it, if you were to sell it, that money was actually giving you more buying power in the marketplace because of the appreciation of that said asset. But if in an inflationary time, which we're in now, if the asset goes up 20%, the house goes up 20%, and you're saying, holy cow, I hit the lottery, woo, good me, and then you go and you sell the house, well, everything else has gone up 20% as well, meaning that basically it didn't give you any additional buying power. So it might as well not right. have increased in cost at all, and, and yes. you know, you got get the point there's a
1: ratio to that and you know I did a lot of research on this and you can get really really analytical on this stuff but one thing that I noticed that Paul <laughs> which, which, which I see, did I didn't go down that rabbit hole but you secretly love well I think I do think it's interesting it is but one of the things I found fascinating was that economists will say to you that it, things you can have infl- inflation and appreciation at the same time, intertwined. Yep, that are working together, and it's very difficult, even using all of their crazy, you know, analytical equations with all their squiggles and stuff, and their charts and graphs. It's very hard for them to say that this home is worth that because 20% of that's because of appreciation and 80% of that's because of well, the let's not get in the weeds. That's what I'm saying yeah. is that they work together. They're right. not the same, but they work together. Right. So and that's you, as analytical as I well, wanted to get. We'll <laughs>
0: give a, just yeah. a real quick example to drive the point home. Mm-hmm. So back in Austin, where Jules and I used to live, we still have properties there. There's a, an area, I don't remember the town, that's down by uh, the uh, Circuit of the Americas, which is a you know incredible race car track. And around it is absolutely nothing, right? Yeah. And so Tesla, is going to build their truck factory down there in that particular part of texas they're then now elon is saying essentially if you've got a high school diploma and you're ambitious and you're willing to work we're going to give you a job and the jobs are going to be very well paying and dot, 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 dot. so what you're having is um and you're going to have wage inflation or wait you know wage inflation because all these people are going to be looking for jobs but in these this otherwise isolated area of Texas, you're actually having actual honest to God appreciation at the same time you're having inflation because what's going on in the overall economy. So people who own those sort of bog-like properties down the, that area, because it really w- very weird land down yeah. there. Uh, anyway, so people who had properties down there, they are really hitting the you know real estate lottery because they're seeing inflation from the truck factory and they're seeing uh, the benefits of inflation at the, I'm sorry, appreciation from the truck factory and inflation going at the same time. Now. E- Once their costs of everything else in their lives catch up, they'll still be ahead of the curve because of the fact that they had appreciation going for them for the sake of um, the added, you know, essentially demand for real estate in that particular part of Texas.
1: That's a really good example, you know, and especially there because their basis of what they've got in it is is low. So they're largely like nothing. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Okay, let's see. So, inflation can look like appreciation, but it is not actually appreciation. Inflation is when the actual number of dollars it takes in order to purchase your property has increased the main difference is that inflation does not actually reflect a change in the asset itself that's a big point okay to keep them separate so inflation is actually the expansion of the money supply that is the actual number of dollars it takes to buy something such as a house and, and that inflation does not actually reflect a change in the asset itself in other words those those that farmland and you know those lots around the track they might never have had any improvements to them at all except for the fact that Tesla is moving in and Going to employ people.
0: So, you bought your house in um, January of last year. Mm-hmm. And congratulations, you paid $350,000 for it. According to all the people that track this, your house is now worth $35,000 more, and you did absolutely nothing to do to improve the value of the property. That's what Julie's saying.
1: Yes, exactly. Okay. So, How does this affect our real estate market today? Okay, I have this from Bigger Pockets. Uh, They wrote, on April 11th, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell appeared on 60 Minutes and stated, quote, it's highly unlikely that the Federal Reserve will raise interest rates this year. This is music to the ears of investors of all types as low interest rates tend to provide fuel to a growing economy. But there are more considerations afoot, like rising inflation that we've been talking about. Now, the Fed's target interest rate, which is what Powell is referring to here, is an important indicator for mortgage prices, especially adjustable rate mortgages, or ARMS, and HELOCs, that's home equity lines of credit, which are often tied to this rate. Now, on Tuesday, the Bureau of Labor Statistics announced that the Consumer Price Index a common measure of inflation, <clears throat> excuse me, rose at its fastest rate in nine years. That's not wild inflation, but it is the highest well, rise in inflation s- since 2012.
0: Skip this part because the fact is is that I don't think anyone can truthfully trust that particular well, statistic. here's a
1: little fun fact about they, that because they could
0: they totally manipulate it.
1: Yes, and further reading also, uh, I discovered that they don't always use housing indexes no. in that and there there's a big discussion going well, on to throw that in.
0: So just to get really ahead of our skis and yeah. to sound like total nerds is that the fact is that the government cannot fight inflation by anything other than rising interest rates. And the government can't raise interest rates because essentially and I saw this very fascinating chart and I think it went back oh man, I don't remember. It was a long time. Maybe maybe 10 years, maybe not that long and it was I sent this to you. It was the rising it was the rising value of the Dow yeah it was commensurate with the amount of money that basically was being released in the uh, economy mm-hmm. so more the more money that was being printed the more money was going to stocks so people were essentially more liquid and then they're investing in more stocks mm-hmm. and then there was this little downward blip when basically there was a news announcement that the Fed was going to stop you know this they don't call it quantitative easing but whatever they want to call it nowadays in other stimulus. words they were not going to con- continue to inflate the economy with by printing more money stimulus call it that and then like the same day this, that the stock values have just plunged, and if you look at, for example, um, you know that so much of the economy right now is dependent on this continued inflation of the money supply of, of sending people more money. That's the obvious mm-hmm. boots on the ground experience, but also the all the expansion of the economy and the amount of debt. I also read that there's something like realistically, there's with the unfunded liabilities and whatnot. There's something like 24 trillion dollars. Worth of uh, you know debt, and so what happens is, and this is a, an interesting way of thinking about how this actually works. So, if you've got a household budget that it costs your family, let's say every year fifty thousand dollars to pay all your bills, um, but you only earn twenty five thousand, right? So, it costs you fifty thousand to stay in your house, to buy food, to you know keep Susie and braces, the whole thing but you've only earned 25,000. So in order to hit, hit, uh, meet your liabilities and cover your costs, you need to then borrow the extra $25,000. That's what the government does. But the government in essence prints its own $25,000 and then what happens by printing more money, they're essentially saturating the money that you have. So by creating more of something that's supposed to be hard to get, that very thing becomes less valuable, right? So if you think an ounce of gold, for example, is super valuable, it's worth what, $1,700, $1,800 an ounce. But all of a sudden, you know, it turns out that all of South Dakota, North Dakota, <laughs> you know, it turns out if everyone just dug six inches down, it's a solid bar of gold. So that means all this new gold's gonna to come to the market, which means it's gonna decrease the value of that $1,800 ounce gold that you have. That's called oversaturation in essence. Um, I'm oversimplifying it, but you guys get the point. And the same thing is happening now with dollars. That and that's going to cause because there's so much more money in the economy. There's so, only so many things that people can buy. Peter Schiff was talking about this yesterday. It was kind of funny car prices mm-hmm. are going through the roof right now. Mm-hmm. Not just used car price. Well, used car prices are up. Are, uh, cars are now have inflated, increased in cost mm-hmm. in the last six months by something like 10 or 15%. Yes, used cars. I read that specifically. It was insane. T- almost 11%. Yeah. yeah. Your car, listeners, is worth more than it was You know, last year this time for sure. It's gone up in value. Now, that's
1: definitely inflation, right? Because right. did you do many improvements to your car? Did the asset itself change? And it, in fact, it might've gotten worse. It did.
0: You put miles on it, you wore it down, you used it, the asset itself, it became less valuable in terms of intrinsic value, but it became more valuable from the sense of what the market was willing to pay for And so that's
1: only inflation. That has no appreciation. That is just inflation. And that's a great example of needing more dollars, right? Inflation is the expansion of the money supply. More dollars needed to buy the same asset so sometimes they can be independent of each other that's a great example
0: and so where does money go where does money flow when when essentially there's all this liquidity in the market what people are doing as they're spending it, and they're spending it on anything that they perceive will hold value. And we we're just talking about cars, so things that are just—you guys can research all this yourselves. It's really fascinating. Every sort of dorky collectible is going up in value. True. Collector car values are going through mm-hmm. the roof right now. If you ever wanted that old Porsche 911, and you were just had your heart set on it, maybe you grew up in the 80s like Julie and I. You mm-hmm. know, we're you know generation extras and you always wanted some sort of whatever. Now that thing that would have cost uh, 10 years ago, you could have bought that thing for 35 grand, it's now like 75 or 100 grand. Everything else is everything like that is going up in value, especially real estate. Yes. So as the inflation rates rise, what you're going to see is you're going to see anything that's perceived to be a store of wealth is also going to increase and it's going to increase fast. So you're going to see rising costs. And again, we're real estate coaching radio. So we always try to you know focus it back in on real estate, but real estate, especially in terms of uh, pure expense is going to skyrocket.
1: That's right, so in conclusion, I actually think that this, our part five of our series, is probably the most interesting thing to be watching because it's changing daily. It affects pretty much every segment of the market, especially housing, right? We're all living it. We're touched by it in every way. And it's somewhat unpredictable, right? So we
0: talked about, uh, in our different parts of this series, we talked about interest rates. We talked about changing. We talked about demographics. We talked about essentially macro housing trends, you know, migration, as Julie said, and now inflation. And And new construction. And new construction. And our opinion, inflation is the single most significant reason why you're not going to see a turn in the housing market for a long time to come because people are going to be buying things that are going to be a perceived store of value if you've got ten thousand dollars in the bank and you know that ten thousand dollars you' are confident that that ten thousand dollars in a week will not buy you the same things that it would buy today so ten thousand dollars today well let's make it simpler thousand dollars and you want to buy a big screen TV so you're gonna you're gonna say you know what I'm too busy this week I'm not going to buy that big screen TV I'm not going to go to Costco and buy that big screen TV uh, for a thousand dollars I'm just going to keep my, my money in the bank but if you think that when you go to Costco a week from now, that big screen TV is going to cost you $1,100 and you've only got $1,000, your butt's going to rush over to Costco and buy it today.
1: Yep. And if they're sold out, you're going to order it and wait.
0: If you can get it. If you can even get it. If you can get it. So more people have money, more people are going to be buying up things. You are going to start seeing shortages of things. This is not a COVID related thing. We're not essentially, there's not a supply chain problem. This is essentially a people with money buying all the crap they possibly can buy thing. And that's what's going to happen. And You're also going to start seeing that happen in terms of consumerized. Items And I know this is crazy to think about, but like, for example, Julie and I were, uh, again, we read about this stuff. uh, (laughs) We're this dorky. So we read about this stuff and we were reading about examples that are actually uh, taking hold in in the actual consumer economy. And we were reading this story about people who are now buying up, um, what is it, the stuff you put in pools? Right, chlorine, chlorine tablets. tablets yeah. Right, chlorine tablets are now the the price is like going up by you know hundred percent, and people are hoarding uh, chlorine tablets. But and here's you know a very interesting thing. If you know you're going to use toothpaste next year, which hopefully you are. If you mm-hmm. know you're going to use toilet, uh, tor- you know all these things, toiletries, uh, anything. If you know you're going to have these consumer items, um, and you're gonna you're gonna use them for sure next month, next year, for the rest of your life, and you're relatively confident based on the current inflation rate increasing by over a point per month. That's what it's doing right now on most consumer items. So that means that that tube of toothpaste that normally costs, I don't was what does toothpaste cost, Julie?
1: Six bucks. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow, we need to stop brushing our teeth. Yeah, right? <laughs> but if you know for sure that tube of toothpaste, of which you're going to use one every two weeks or whatever, is going to be uh, cost you 10 or 15% more, you know one of the smartest things you could do, and this is what people are going to start doing, is you could go into the marketplace right now and you could actually start hoarding, basically, buying, storing, anything that's going to be a perceived benefit uh, uh, you know that you're going to be needing in the future that you know for sure is going to cost more. You're going to get way far ahead of the curve. And that's like an instant way of increasing your, um, your you know, essentially your cash flow. That's a great return on investment in a way. I mean, if you're going to buy something today that you know in the future is going to cost you 10% more, you just basically got a 10% return on that investment. So long story short, we are now absolutely um, entering into a new time in the economy. This is going to be something that's going to be quite extraordinary for all of us to uh, participate in. You will be able to survive and thrive no matter what direction the economy goes. No matter what happens, you're going to do fantastic. Do not worry. Um, there will always be people that no, need to buy and sell real estate no matter what happens to prices, no matter what happens to the economy, no matter what happens to the employment, no matter who the uh, president is. You happened to have been smart enough at one point in your life to say, I want to get into real estate and I want to sell something that everyone needs no matter what's going on in the world. So congratulations for that. You did the right thing. Now don't stall out and stop learning. Don't stall out and think you know it all and know enough. You don't. Everything's gonna change faster than it ever has before in our entire lives. That is this that is the part this is this is what happens. Uh, when you have a whole bunch of things pile up uh, followed by, you know, a huge amount of money printing, we're going to experience inflation we're going to experience it and it's going to come on fast. And a lot of people are going to be uh, taken aback by it and it's going to feel good at first because you're going to think your assets are worth more, which they are. And then it's not going to feel so good when everything else is, uh, the costs rise as well. So get ready and, uh, do study this stuff yourself, make yourself smarter, expand your own ability to think, um, introspectively really. And, uh, Ultimately, know that you are in the right place um, and you are in the right place at the right time. Now it's up to you to do the right thing. The smartest thing you can do is make sure that you're not circling the wagons emotionally because if you do, you're going to then basically suffer financially. Um, If you need us for anything, and if you want to talk to Julie and I about joining our EXP family, we'd love to talk with you about that. Just text me directly at 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. In the meantime, have a fantastic day, and we'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs,